0: Hey there, quarantine listeners! Welcome back to episode eight of the show. Uh, on today's episode, I talked to my good buddy Dave Tarr. Dave and I used to do a sports podcast, or he had a sports podcast called NFL Cash Money, and uh, I would frequently come on as a guest, provide you know some humor and just you know my my little. Unprofessional sports insights, but whose sports insights are professional anyway? Even like, you know, you watch two uh, professional sports players on a talk show, and like one of them goes, I think this is going to happen. The other one goes, I think this is going to happen. It's the complete opposite thing. They both have more experience than I've ever had combined, and one of them's right and one of them's wrong, and I agreed with one of them to start with. So nobody knows anything about sports, and neither do Dave and I, but we talk a lot about it. We enjoy it. We get into some of the old conversations we get into repeatedly mostly about how uh, about what Tom Brady's legacy is. Uh, he's a Pats fan. I am not. Um, but it's an interesting conversation. We talk about all the sports stuff that's been happening while sports hasn't been happening. And anyway, you know, I won't waste any more time. Let's get started with the show. Is sure. that a New England Patriots hat?
1: No, but it is a Massachusetts hat. It's
0: Massachusetts and it's got the uh, it's got the American flag on it. I thought yes. it was just like a dope ass pats hat i mean fuck the nope. pats and then i'm I'm, I'm glad brady is gone
1: and i yep. hope i hope i hope the two of them crumble without each other um <laughs> yep that's the nature of sp- negativity is the nature of sports because there's only one champion every year and when it comes to the nfl it's usually the pats <laughs>
0: um yeah yeah we, we you know I'll, I'll avoid i'll avoid uh war territory that we get into on your podcast um sometimes but
1: Conflict is the, I'm is sad. The, you know, I'm nature sad.
0: I'm right. I'm extremely sad because I love basketball. And yeah. Uh, yeah, your heat. And I I love the heat. And the heat were doing well. And I love LeBron. And LeBron was killing it. And it was like like right before all this happened was finally the moment where it really looked like LeBron was going to win this whole thing this year. He had mm-hmm. that weekend where he beat both the Bucks and the Clippers. They were in first place. They were, like, rolling. LeBron was playing unbelievable. People were starting to say he might have been the MVP. And, like, now I'm, like, one. you know, this is such an unprecedented e- event. Mm-hmm. Like, like let's say basketball does come back. First it probably won't be for, like,
1: two months. Yeah, it would be the summertime.
0: It would be the summertime. Right. One... Do you think they continue the regular season at all, or does it jump straight to the playoffs?
1: Um, I think it's in their best interest to jump straight to the playoffs. I mean, why not? Just uh, like I know they maybe they might get more TV revenue, but I think they uh, don't want to overlap with the in uh, with the NFL. If it comes down to that, if it gets that late, I think they really want to be done by the end of the summer. So it's going to depend on when you know, normalcy returns. But my understanding is May would be the earliest that we could start to have modest sized public gatherings. So, you know, you really talk, what are you, what are we talking about here? June, July, August. I mean, the, the playoffs themselves take, take two months, right? But the way that they do, do that. they, yeah, they uh, take at least, they take two months because they have seven game series and like what, uh, I think eight teams aside, right? I
0: feel like it goes pretty quick, but, but, but maybe, maybe it, maybe it is. It two always months. ends in I
1: mean, mid June. It always ends okay. in mid June, and it starts in early May. So uh, it's more than two months if it goes, depending on how long the series go. Uh, what do you think? I mean, do you? I mean, maybe a last, maybe a couple of weeks or a month of the regular season, and maybe have it be a shortened playoff. Maybe go to five, best of five games in the playoffs.
0: Um, I see. I feel like you kind of. You, I almost feel like you have to have a little more regular season, almost just as like a uh, almost as like a preseason to the playoffs, because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's going to be chemistry issues. There's going to be rust. Sure. Um, yeah. But I, I also wonder, like, who does it benefit? Like while LeBron was rolling, he is a little bit older and now he's getting like a nice little two month break, potentially heading into the playoffs. Will people, if he does win the championship, will people hold it against him that it was like the coronavirus year? He didn't have to play as many games. I feel like people sometimes hold against him his thunder year win because there was the lockout at the beginning of the year.
1: Yeah, and there's that Redskin Super Bowl that took in place in the 80s that they got in the 80s that was on a shortened season because of the strike season. So, I mean, haters are going to hate like. Yeah, if you were able, and people who don't like LeBron are going to come up with that argument, they're going to find ways. They're going to come up with anything, anyway. they yeah. Can. They're going to. They, I mean, if you if you really dislike something, if your disdain for something is that important to you, I mean, I'm. You know, we can get into sociocultural examples outside the context of uh, sports, but uh, you know, you're going to find a reason to justify your hatred. I mean, the the the, the sad truth is that in when it comes to sports as an entertainment product, we started the podcast with this negativity is its nature. And it's because there's only one team that gets to finish the season on a win. And that's the team that wins the damn championship. So, You know, uh, if you look at the success, the monetary success of sports leagues, the reason a big reason why the NFL has been so popular for the last 20 years is the same reason that the ML MLB was so popular in the 1980s and 1990s when the Yankees were kicking ass. You have a bad guy. The Patriots were the bad guy. So that draws broader appeal. Rooting against someone draws more appeal than if you had like a uh, carousel of a different champion every year for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's okay, just, so it, it, it's the ironic thing that only like serious sports fans who really look at the numbers and understand what drives um, you know the popularity of things, it is a dominant team. It's counterintuitive, but it's true.
0: Okay, so now, um, being a fan of the Patriots, yes, I'm very curious how you feel about this because you've you've made peace. With your own team, Long time winning ago. multiple championships because of cheating.
1: Oh, How do you oh, yeah. feel about
0: <laughs> the Astros cheating scandal? One of the other big, uh, uh okay, one of the we other big, things about Brady. Of the
1: offseason. um, I thought we were gonna talk about Brady, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, the, the Astros look, I mean, this is a, another big one, right? For baseball, they have a history of having a really archaic way of doing things and kind of being behind the curve all the time. So, uh, I don't pretend to understand the nuances of the Astros cheating scandal, but from everybody that I've talked to who are serious baseball fans, it's blatant and they should be, uh, forced to the de- whatever, uh, vacate their championship and give it to the Dodgers. I mean,
0: well, I feel like you can't give it
1: to, uh,
0: I mean, I feel like, say no champion. like it's, yeah, cuz it's fucked up because like like the first year, the year that they won the first, the year that the only year they won the championship. Mm-hmm. Um they won seven game series against the Dodgers and Yankees. And right. versus the Yankees, they didn't win a single away game. So, it's like in their stadium where they had all the cheating technology on their side. Right. They were able to beat the Yankees, but so every, time been the in, every time they were in Yankees Stadium, they lost, uh, they lost to the Yankees. So yeah. it really. And like, man, what a fucking well, like, like, I almost feel like the bigger tragedy of it all is that they stole a Yankees Dodgers World Series. And how fucking awesome would that yeah. have been? Plus, Joe Girardi that. loses his job as manager of the Yankees after not. Yeah. Winning that season, and I thought Joe. I mean, I love Aaron Boone. He's, I love everything. I you know. especially Girardi's a for good manager the Red, I don't know anything about baseball, but to the Red Sox, but I love, uh, I love Girardi. <laughs> yeah. I love Girardi. I didn't like Girardi for most of his career as, as manager of the Yankees. Oh, as a manager. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, It wasn't even the year they won the World Series. There were things that annoyed me about the way he managed, and it wasn't until that year where the Astros cheated to win that I was like. Fully on board with Girardi and thought he did an exceptional job at managing, and it finally kind of hit his stride. Um, right. And then he loses the job. And uh,
1: so I you're love a Yankees the... fan. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. So you're a Yankee fan and a Heat, but you're from Miami and you went to NYU. So where? But you've been a Yankee fan since you were a kid.
0: My dad is a Yankees fan. My dad. My family's from, from New York.
1: New York. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, before the Marlins existed, I used to go to Yankees spring training games as a kid. Tampa. Yeah, uh, no, it was in Miami when I was really young. Um, Okay. So, so, yeah, so.
1: But you're a Dolphins fan in the NFL. Unfortunately. um (laughs) that's cool hey my my oldest brother my my oldest brother uh is a dolphins fan because that was the first game that he went to and my folks were living in miami at the time he tries to play it off like he's a a pats fan and has been for the last 20 years but he's not he's not convincing me (laughs) (laughs) um
0: yeah i wonder how we'll be next year okay so 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 Well, so what do you think like, should happen
1: with the what do you think should happen with the Astros? Do you think they should have their championship vacated and just have it be no champion that year? I, or what? Think,
0: I think the players that were definitely cheating should be suspended for at least a season. Okay. Um I think it's worse than steroids. Really? I think the championship should be vacated. Um uh I'm like I feel like base I feel like the the, the marring of it is so bad on on the major leagues that they're not really telling us no offense not really telling us about uh what was happening with the Red sox as well uh oh, yeah. I just look at i just look at the red sox winning that championship in like historic fashion yeah just dominating baseball like dominating. i've never seen any team dominate baseball and yeah. then one year later when this cheating scandal is being investigated they don't even make the playoffs with essentially the same exact squad like yeah. as a yankees fan who watched the yankees win four out of five world series in six right. years yeah. um When you have a team that that's that's that dominant, they don't not make the playoffs the year after being that good, especially if the whole squad stays. I don't again.
1: I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I do listen to uh, a lot of Boston sports radio. And amidst all of that Houston stuff, the Alex Cora connection to Houston was something that you'll be interested to know. The Boston media. Absolutely acknowledged and recognized that there was some sketchy business going on, but due to what I think the furthering of that controversy would do to the brand of Major League Baseball, you're just not going to hear any more about yeah. it. But you're, you have every right to uh, be suspicious because... Yeah, I haven't done the analysis, but the Alex Cora connection to the the Strohs definitely indicates that there was some sketchy shit going down.
0: And it's been it's been frustrating to me, too, because I'm just looking at the Yankees squad for these past three years. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also that home run Altuve hit that's like just so blatant, which is all the way to last season the one off of Chapman who throws a hundred miles per hour and he's standing in the front of the box and hits it like a hits it like he was doing batting practice. I'm just like, come on, give me a break. Um, It won't take off the Jersey, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm like looking at the last three years, I very much felt like the Yankees were the first, if not second best team in baseball. Each of those years our hitting our batting is historic. It's just, Mm -hmm. Like there, there's never been a home run hitting team like those Yankees squads for the past three years, and our pitching was actually pretty good, especially our relief and our closers, right. um, and our starting pitching was at least like competent. So mm-hmm. I very much feel like one to two to maybe even three championships were stolen from us. From mm. that is very frustrating that a dynasty that a potential dynasty is like looking at maybe never getting a ring because of so much fucking cheating.
1: Hey man, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess the, I guess that that's uh that would be a quote from a Pats fan. <laughs> Moving on to the only sports that's actually happening anymore. Uh, NFL free mm. agency. That's right. all we've got now. ESPN's now, they're like uh, fucking uh, all right, Ken Griffey Jr., Michael Jordan. Uh, who would be better at yo-yoing?
1: Yeah, uh, well, I noticed they were playing a lot of the old uh, Super Bowls, a lot of old Brady's Super Bowls, taking up some some coverage on uh, on that network. And you know, it, it, this Corona thing. I, you know, I've talked to a lot of doctors. It might impact the NFL. Like, there's a good chance that mass gatherings of that size will not be allowed by that point in time. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I feel one of my friends from Vanderbilt is the uh, president of the XFL uh, Los Angeles team, and they had to shut down. So it's a devastating time for sports. Um, but yeah, the Brady stuff was has been with all this COVID-19 stuff was kind of like Obviously only really serious sports fans were paying attention to it, and it seems like all that they were covering was that. Um, because everyone was just watching regular right, so news. If you
0: were given if you were given the option, Dave. Right. COVID nineteen still happens, mm-hmm. but Brady stays on the Patriots. Or <laughs> Brady goes to the Jets, <laughs> wins a championship with the Jets. No COVID nineteen. <laughs>
1: I mean, obviously B. I'm taking B a hundred times, all the time. All right, so let me give you let me give you the download. You
0: are like you're probably half rooting for Tampa Bay now that Brady's
1: half rooting. I'm all in on Tampa Bay on the NFC. But you're side. not.
0: You're not. Yeah, you're not in on Tampa Bay. versus Are you in on Tampa Bay versus the Patriots?
1: Well, if they make it to the Super Bowl, obviously I'm going to take the Patriots. But I, you know, it's it's fun. It's fun to be an AFC fan. I mean, one of the more fun parts of being a Patriots fan is that you get to observe the NFC, um, because it's usually the more interesting conference. Not always, but usually. And you get to kind of like pick those teams, be like, okay, who are we going to play in the Super Bowl? And uh, you know, right now with Tampa. Um, I've always kind of liked that team randomly. I remember if you recall in the old days of NFL cash money, I talked about the bucks quite a bit, uh, for some random reasons, Bruce Arians is one of my favorite, if not my favorite head coach in the league, because he's one of the few head coaches in the league that calls his own plays. And he's very, uh, good at it still. Whereas a lot of uh, other head coaches like that guy who got booted from, um, Dallas, I can't even remember his name um you know they they're, they're not good at it so um my attitude towards Brady from the get-go after this season was i i put it at less than a 20 percent chance of him staying in new england less than a 20 percent chance i was completely prepared for him not to leave uh or not, or not to stay in new england i didn't think it made any sense the guy's going to be 43 uh we need to you know it's time to move still on.
0: even playing
1: because he's the most competitive dude you've ever met in your entire life. That's the thing about these superstar athletes like Michael Jordan and Tom Brady and Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky, maybe not as much. But, you know, their reputations as like people, especially with Kobe and Michael Jordan, was that they are – singularly selfish people. They come across as selfish people to a lot of people. They're not necessarily are that way, but it's the nature of being a competitor at that level. It's like, it's almost this childish need. I need to win or I'm not happy.
0: It just feels, it just feels so different to me when it comes to, to football than like basketball, because it's like, it's like, man, you know, the amount of arguing and, and like back and forth that goes, Mm -hmm goes on between the players union and the NFL when it comes to like uh, the new collective bargaining agreements about whether or not one more game is played. Right. It's like it's like the physical toll of a single game on every player, especially a quarterback who's pretty much involved in every play uh, is is incredible. And it's like you've you've already won is you've already won the most rings of any quarterback Mm -hmm. of all time. Yep. Um, you know, one of those is, is even possibly legitimate. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you've one of them, you, one uh, of the six is legitimate one, p- possibly. Um, yeah. and, uh, Come on, and man. it's like you're 43 years old. Brett Favre doesn't even remember playing football.
1: Yeah, what he topped up d- on painkillers forever.
0: <laughs> what yeah. are you what are you doing Tom? Why are you why are you doing what more? I and I also just think like last year, you know, he wasn't he was he wasn't that great. Uh no, I feel like no, I feel like we saw, you know, the the cli- I saw him starting to yeah. fall off the cliff. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be his wizard's year. And you know, honestly, you know to be fair, I've been watching some old Jordan Wizards games during this uh, hiatus oh, from yeah? sports, and he was wow. uh, he mm-hmm. was still still balling on the Wizards. That's kind of what I've been doing actually to get my sports fill. I've just been like looking up old games that I don't know who wins, mm-hmm. uh, but like cut downs of them that like cut the commercials and stuff out, right. uh, and uh, and just watching watching old games and like someone who I'd like to root for rooting for them in the old games. It's not quite the same. You you lose, like, the the fact that there isn't already – it's, like, weird knowing that there's an end result
1: uh, taints the enjoyment a little bit. Of course bit. it does. Of but, course it uh, does. That's the people love about sports is there's no script. But I will say this about the psychology of Tom Brady. I call I talk about this a lot with people who um, – I don't know, who, ha- who have this kind of difficulty understanding these just – type a uh re- uber successful men and i say i call it the two toms uh phenomenon because i think there's a comparison to be made between tom brady and tom cruise and it has to do with their upbringing yeah bear with me so in a lot of other super successful men in, in well you'll see in interviews you'll see this like anxiety or this self-loathing or these just these psychological scars of like I you know I need to fill this void in my heart with uh, the feeling of winning because I didn't get enough love or whatever where it, as if you look at interviews with Tom Cruise and Tom Brady there is no hesitation That they deserve the success and admiration that they received over the course of their entire life, entire adult life. I mean, these guys have been the center of attention since they turned 16, 17, 18. And here's the similarity between the two of them that I believe explains this. They both, I think Cruz had three and Brady had four older sisters. So when they so if you look at developmental psychology, some of the most important years are obviously zero through four. And the experience that psychologists will tell you that's the most important for building innate self-confidence in someone is eye contact. So when these guys were babies, and in those first even those first 10 years or whatever, they had a woman, whether it be their mom or one of their sisters, holding them, giving them love and looking at them in the eyes. And that is irreplaceable. That is like the foundation of their confidence. And, uh, it's something that's very rare by the way, because if you understand anything about, um, women having kids is that if they have, if you have the same gender, like one, two, three times in a row, if you have three boys, the odds of you having a fourth boy are huge in comparison to the other gender. So the more you have of the same gender, the less likely it is that you have the opposite gender. So uh, it's very rare that that kind of happens. And they were both, you know, of course they're physical specimens. They've been, you know, good looking dudes and give given gifts other than that. But the circumstantial thing that I think explains their surreal confidence is the fact that they grew up with uh when you know multiple women looking them in the eyes when they're for early years i know it's kind of a little out there but if you actually do your homework on developmental psychology i think you know you might agree
0: who do you think is going to be who do you think is going to
1: be in the super bowl next year oh jesus christ um i mean kansas city man looked real good I put money down on the Ravens to start uh, the pre to when the when the postseason started to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, lost that one. Lost that one. But um, when uh, the Titans beat the Ravens, you did that. You
0: you did that. Before the season even began, before no, you even no, got a look no, at?
1: Oh, no, no. I after had uh, you got a look at. Uh, yeah, after about, uh, I think it was a little bit after Thanksgiving. I was. Oh, thinking okay. That, so, that, so yeah. like, like, cause I I totally wrote off the win versus the Dolphins.
0: I was like, yeah, yeah, I could score that many touchdowns versus the Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> well,
1: like the, oh, week one?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. um But um now, ah, why am I blanking on his name? Quarterback what? for the Ravens.
1: Oh, uh, T. It begins with a T. I forget his freaking name. I'll Google it really quick. Um, But, yeah, you know, the
0: the NFL MVP last year who fucking destroyed
1: went one and done. uh, Yeah, but he went one and done in the playoffs. And the reason a big reason why um, I think that they struggled in that game was because they had never been um, they had never been on uh, down in a game. They had never had to come from behind. So that was a big, Oh, it's Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, uh, Lamar Jackson, quarterback for the Ravens. Uh, yeah, it's a great question, man. I mean, you know, look, I, I thought the Seahawks were going to be better than the Niners this year. Um, but, and I think the Niners overachieved, um, you know, so I don't expect the Niners to be back there out of the NFC. I'm dumb thinking that the saints are going to get it done. I don't think that the, I'm just looking at, I'm just thinking about the playoffs team this year playoff teams this year um you know the vikings don't impress me i don't think kirk cousins is going to be able to is the kind of leader that's going to take a team to the super bowl i feel um, like the
0: nfc really like kind of is the worst conference now it, it is be like brady brady's
1: got a chance now because so
0: too he like moved into the weaker conference the afc has got all the studs at this moment they have you know, lamar jackson and uh and um Kansas City's guy.
1: So that didn't, didn't, uh, uh, didn't the Bucks have the most passing yards in 2019? I think that's right. I think the Bucks had the most passing yards in 2018. But oh, Jameis Winston, uh, just, Winston threw like three interceptions a game, so it's just like you can't win. Most, you know, turnovers are the biggest determinant of outcomes in the NFL, and then after that, it's third down conversion percentage.
0: I I am very rare in my in my belief in this, but I think the Philip Rivers on the on the Colts? Colts is going to be really good. <laughs>
1: Dude, Philip Rivers has a noodle of an arm, man. He is so past his prime; it's not even funny. Like he's done, like dinner, man. He's just not that. I don't good know. Anymore. Two
0: years ago, he had a he had a near MVP season.
1: Two yeah, seasons no. ago, what? I'm just no. Keep going.
0: Two seasons ago, he had a near MVP season. Last season, he didn't have a great season. Uh, I feel like the team really didn't play as well. See, I feel like I, I very much feel, and this may just be the Dan Marino fan in me. That uh, that the NFL, that like fans of the NFL really think it's just so much more all about the quarterback than it is. Not that it's not a lot, but it's just like, you know, one of the things, again, one of the things I've been doing on this break is watching a lot of old Marino games, especially lots of his old like playoff losses. Mm-hmm. And like, like you look at the stat line and you're like, OK, two interceptions. But then you see the two interceptions and they're you're like balls that hit ball his receiver's hands. Tip and then like, like bounce. Picks, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like. And it's like, well, you know, that's not as bad as it sounds when you just look at the stat line. Um, well, perfect example be able to this catch year. The ball. I mean, you know, when Giselle got. Go Sorry. That's my no, I'm just saying, like, when Giselle got mad at Wes Welker for not catching oh, the, football, the ball, it's like, mm-hmm. it's Which like, says, yeah, yeah, you know what? They, they could have probably beat the Giants if Welker had held on to that football, but Brady can't throw and catch him.
1: Yeah, well, it and, also. And the, wasn't a great throw in Super Bowl Forty Six. He had to, like, contort his body. And, he, yes, he did get his hands on it. And the rule of thumb in the NFL is that if it goes off your hands, you probably should have caught it. In that example, I, I don't think that it was realistic for to expect Welker to catch that ball. Uh, but I will say, to your point, uh, the 49ers were a fantastic example of what you're talking about. Because Jimmy G was not the reason that they were in the Super Bowl. And he was the reason that actually that they lost the Super Bowl. They had three consecutive three and outs at the end of that game. And that was because Jimmy G didn't hit his receivers. Uh, now that's also because Kyle Shanahan has revealed himself to be one of the worst big game coaches, play callers in the league. He blew it in Super Bowl Fifty One and the greatest Ooh. comeback in, in NFL history. And the uh, he also blew it this year because there was in and I was watching the game watching and this is your this year's Super Bowl. On paper, it looked like it should have. It was an entertaining game. It was not an entertaining game. But at the end of it, could have been an entertaining game if when. uh, the Niners ended up at third and 10 on their last possession. And what you do in that situation, and this is just from someone who's watched a ton of, ton of NFL football and understands the logic of play calling is you accept the fact that you're going to have to go for it on fourth down. And you make sure that you get three or more yards on third down so that you're looking at fourth and manageable. What did they do? They tried to get it all on third down and ended up looking at fourth and 10. And then chucked it deep to try to like surprise them. And actually, that actually that play call could have worked, but Jimmy Garoppolo overthrew Emmanuel Sanders, and that would have that would have set up a really cool overtime opportunity. Emmanuel Sanders catches that touchdown. The Niners are up by three, and then um, you know oh. what? Uh, Kansas Mahomes takes Kansas City down to tie it up, and then you know the season is saved by that but you know that's not what we got i mean mahomes still showed his greatness like that that they were they were at a third and 10 situation and they got it down to Tyree hill in that bomb of a pass i don't I know how mahomes, the niners defense didn't take care of it
0: mahomes that. mahomes could be league. on track he could be on track to being the greatest quarterback of all time i mean as <laughs> as, as far as as far let's as see, like man. pure, let's, let's pure As far as pure skill, as pure talent is concerned, I've never seen anything like him. The way he throws the deep ball, the contortion of his arm in the way he throws the ball, like he can throw it from any angle. Seeing like some of the touchdowns he's thrown, like nearly full tackle, just like halfway down on the floor, the pinpoint accuracy, his speed. His strength, his confidence. He doesn't get. Doesn't seem like he gets rattled or lets the no. moment get to him. It's almost. It's almost Jeter like in certain ways. Jeter maybe didn't quite have like the talent at the position Which, that yes, Mahomes right. had is at his position, but it's almost like, like just a simpleness in the way they think. They don't let the big moments get to them. I, you know I feel like the thing that really made Jeter so great in his era was just that Jeter hit three hundred in the regular season. And then he hit 300 in the playoffs. He didn't change from one to the next. He didn't let sure, anything. Sure, he was consistent. He didn't let well, anything. Well, he get was an them.
1: amazing infielder. I mean, let's be serious. He was fantastic. I mean, he was borderline perfect at at fielding, like in, in his infield decision making. I mean, I, I don't know much about baseball, but I don't think I ever saw Jeter make an error. You know, you know, I don't think I ever. Yeah, saw he made him errors.
0: Like, he made errors. But uh, I don't but, think. But I
1: never saw him.
0: Like I didn't. I, in he the big he games on you know? the big play, and when the big when the big play mattered most. Exactly. He was there. Uh. Uh. But um. But speaking of just again going back to like how the quarterback doesn't make all the difference in a game, right. it's like uh, I was watching this thing. You know, again watching old sports stuff on YouTube. I watched um the ten greatest quarterback duels of all right. time. The number one game they picked was a regular season nineteen eighty six game between the Dolphins and the Jets. Marino yeah, versus Ken O'Brien. Mm -hmm. where the jets won 51 to 45 marino put up 45 points and lost the game because they had the ball to tie it up on the one minute left the jets had the ball and they couldn't the dolphins defense couldn't stop ken o'brien and then they won the coin toss in overtime and he scored again it's like he didn't even have a chance
1: so um Well, I mean, there are games like that that attract me. So I want to talk about Mahomes really quick, being the potentially greatest player ever. Uh, You know, with respect to his talent, you're absolutely right. Uh, in tr- but Brady isn't even close to the most talented, uh, quarterback that's ever played. I mean, his physical gifts weren't even as good as drew Bledsoe's when he came in, he didn't have as big of an arm. He wasn't as physically big. Um, you know, Brady's a big guy, but you know, he's not like, you know, he's not like Cam Newton big. He obviously can't run. It's, it's, um, this is the thing about sports at some level. When you reach a certain threshold, particularly at the quarterback position, when you have a certain threshold of talent, right, you got to be big enough to see over the offensive line and to be able to take big hits. You gotta be able to big enough to just tolerate that pain. And then you gotta have the right, you know, a big enough arm to make all the throws. And then you the biggest thing though is the mental acuity. It's mental, not physical at some level. And what we're talking about now, so the big so you might be right, and hindsight will be the ultimate determinant, but the uh possibility of Mahomes becoming the greatest quarterback ever will be whether or not he can evolve and continue to be mentally uh, as sharp as he possibly can because his physical gifts will not last. They will last for the next several years, but they won't last his entire career. And the X factor for him, too, is Andy Reid because I can't I can't see Andy Reid coaching for more than a couple more years. I mean, that guy is going to die of a freaking stroke. Um, And, you know, yeah, or um, coronavirus or something like that. I mean, and is he going to be able to survive that transition? And by the way, yeah, Andy Reid's got a Super Bowl. I still don't trust him in big games. Well,
0: you know, this and also kind of getting that, uh, getting that elephant off your back can also change you. You the don't, monkey, you don't, yeah. you don't, yeah, the monkey off your back. You don't need it as bad. That's you right. know, He really no, needed right. it so badly. Now that right. he's got it, it's like, it's like if I don't win another Super Bowl, at least I won one. But um, looking
1: at this Super Bowl, he almost it's like if you actually look at it, the Niners should have won like the Niners were up most of the second half. The the reason why the yeah, Niners I, lost I that also, game. Was I
0: also point to I also point to a three point win versus uh, Andy Reid when he was the coach of the Eagles versus the Pats in a Spygate Super Bowl. Don't know if three points would have made a difference. Uh, if, if, if the, if the, knowing the play calls made a three point difference, but you know, if he could have had his, he, we'll never know. We'll never know. It's, it was, so it was, in clo- the, uh, if it wasn't as close a game, there'd be a better argument though. in the other way. It,
1: wasn't, it was it, it wasn't was three that, points. I know that's the final score, but if you look at the way it played out, it wasn't that close. We were up by two scores. They only made it close at the end. Uh, and there was Andy Reid didn't run a hurry up offense quickly enough. You should go check out that Super Bowl again because it wasn't as close as the other two. That's uh, the first two. The Super Bowl 36 against the Rams and 38 against the Panthers were very much uh, close games. And if you if you want to make your argument on that one, then on the, either of those two, you know that I'm might just, be more fair. At the end of the game, your argument is speculative. It's not really an argument. I'm just it's saying. Just I, think, I think. I think an interesting
0: thing about Brady is I'd be very curious to see what Tom Brady's career would have been like. Yeah. Had he been, had he been anywhere else, but the, very much what makes people say Tom Brady's the greatest? I mean, it's very interesting because, like, I very much you know, especially in the Gronk Hernandez years, um, which I don't even think he won a Super Bowl with Hernandez. Did no, we he? went to it's, forty.
1: We went to we went to Super Bowl forty-six against the Giants and lost with Hernandez.
0: Um, but like, I very much remember watching that team and being like, you know. Yeah, Brady, Brady never—I always feel like Brady was never, for the most part, with a couple exceptions, asked— to do too much because i would look at those teams and it was very much like a pretty decent defense and then like a wall i look at brady just standing back there with all the time in the world no one coming to him not even having to dodge that many defenders waiting for one of his giant receivers to get open acquiring the target and then hitting it he had a he had a good, he had an accurate arm but it wasn't like it wasn't things like mahomes being forced out of the pocket scrambling running around no yeah, in terms of like exciting field. plays
1: yeah, you're not gonna get like the the huge, exciting plays, like you know, the biggest plays in NFL history, and not a lot of them come from the Pats. Like it's a disciplined style of play. And yeah, I mean, the oversimplification of looking at the quarterback as like the biggest variable to winning is absolutely overplayed. Your fundamental point is valid, but at the same time, insofar as turnovers are the biggest determinant of outcomes in, in the in the NFL, not turning the ball over is a big deal. And Brady's always been good about protecting the ball. Totally, and make, totally, and totally. Well, decision.
0: what I say, what I say is that Brady's excellent at not losing the game when things are going his way. Right, but you can't. And Belichick, look at, and Belichick second, is great though. at putting him in a position for things to be going his way. Because you look at the Super Bowls. You look at the two Super Bowls he lost to the Giants. You know, two games where he was definitely on the superior team, playing the lesser team, but they were no, able to shake him 46. and things weren't
1: quite going his way. So not in Super Bowl Forty Six. If you look back at both of those teams, the the Pats arguably shouldn't have been there, um, and same with the Giants because they both got the benefit of bad special teams plays in in the uh, conference championship games to get to that Super Bowl. Um, so you're you. Yeah. There's a lot of games to to think about uh, here, like in terms of assessing his entire career. But if you look at the big ones, specifically later in his career, Super Bowl 51, 52 and 53, not so much with 53. But in Super Bowl 52 against the Eagles, Brady threw for 500 yards. Statistically speaking, that was his best Super Bowl ever. Totally,
0: totally. But but I also point out that, like, you know, in one game, Nick Foles can have as good a game as Brady horrible defense. Against a horrible but, defense, and and but I'm I'm also saying that when Brady, you know, went up against good defenses in the Super Bowl, he didn't
1: do as much. I don't know, man. That his, Carolina his Panthers games, defense was pretty good. That Eagles defense was pretty good in thirty nine. But, but, the, uh, the, but the Rams the, the defense, Carol- the Rams defense in Super Bowl thirty six was the third best defense in the league at the time. Yeah, and he had a, he had a he had a pretty bad game.
0: He didn't get MVP. That was like they they won thirty six. He got MVP. They won. They won because Jared
1: Goff. Fucking uh Oh no 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 so we're talking about the different ones. Different, we're talking about camps. the different ones. Yeah.
0: Well I'm saying I'm saying that uh in those first three Super Bowls, Brady really wasn't the star of those game
1: manager. It was it was it was
0: it was it was those defenses and honestly Adam Vinatieri. But uh, in thirty
1: eight against the Panthers, dude, he lit it up because Jake Delone went off too. That was the thing about that Super Bowl. It was really defensive for the first quarter, and then there was I th- there was twenty four points scored in the last three minutes of the first half in Super Bowl thirty eight, Pats against the Panthers, and they went off, and then there was no score in the third quarter, and then the fourth quarter it opened up again. So that was just a that was an exceptional Super Bowl. I would encourage everybody to go back and check that Super Bowl that out. That was maybe because that, that was, was maybe they, Tom Brady. Tom that was Brady's, his coming up part. Nick,
0: that was, that was his Nick Bulls. That was his Nick Foles game. Um and uh but then later but then later on, you know, like losing the two Giants Super Bowls, um winning the winning the one against the against Falcon. Seattle but not with like an incredible quarterback
1: performance. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So that's where you're wrong. So Super Bowl 49, there up until that before that game, there had never been a team that had come from behind by 10 points or more to win the game. The Pats were down 10 points late in the fourth quarter and Brady put together back-to-back touchdown drives that gave them the four-point lead. And then, of course, the Seahawks had their two-minute drill, which they got really lucky on, let's not forget, with that ridiculous catch by Curse to put them at the six-yard line. And yeah, I mean, it could have gone either way, but Brady absolutely played well against a very good secondary defense in the Seattle Seahawks. That was the Legion of Boom. That defense was in a, the destroyed, embarrassed Peyton Manning one year prior in Super Bowl 48. And, dude, Josh, like, you got to admit, man, Super Bowl 51 in and of itself, by itself, there have been seven 25-point comebacks in NFL history out of 15,000 games or whatever there have been. Totally, totally, totally seven totally
0: but also but also against the atlanta falcons i'm getting it's just like it's like he oh, went dude it was reaching. it was you're it like was
1: fox news patron.
0: Right <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm just saying against against great defenses he doesn't do that great at two interceptions versus the uh versus the Seahawks,
1: the Seahawks and yeah and he did but uh, he, but look at that but, but look at the mental toughness look at the mental toughness great point there i'm because not he, saying he screwed I'm, up he screwed up. I'm, the not, Seahawks. I'm
0: not saying I'm not saying he's not great, but he came a bad play call away from uh, losing that game.
1: And you could say the same. And we could have easily won against the Giants in either of those Super Bowls. I mean, that's the nature of competitive sports decisions. Any decision. Look have, at the could Niners have, could but,
0: have won but, this. But, game. But, but 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 it's different. It's different. It's different versus the Seahawks than it is versus the Giants. And here's why. Here's Mm. why. Because there's no, like, moment where it's like, man, Pete Carroll has to go to bed every night for the rest of his life thinking about if he had made one different decision in those games, in both of those Giants games. There's not, like, the stink of bad plays, a bad play call over those two Giants losses like there is in the Seahawks one. The Seahawks one has the stench of a bad decision. It's remembered for its bad decision. It's not— the game that wasn't an the, easy interception. The ga- the that was not versus, an easy that was not a easy interception. The game versus the Falcons. The game versus the Falcons. Everyone remembers Brady. Coming yes. back. That's, that's four the consecutive big thing. scoring The drives. game versus the Seahawks. Everyone remembers the interception and Pete Carroll not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch. Everyone remembers in the Giants game the Mario Manningham throw. Yes. And everyone I mean, yeah. remembers in the other one the David Tyree throw. Those I'm are the moments it. of the games. Sure. The only one that is like remembered for Brady would be the one versus the versus the Falcons. And rightfully so. It was an incredible game, and that's the <laughs> one I give him the most credit for.
1: Okay. Um so you made a point earlier about Dan Marino and, you know, there was a specific game that you brought up and you said that he threw two interceptions in such and such a game, whatever. But if you actually look at why those interceptions happened, it's unfair to just look at the, you know, the statistics to evaluate who was the re- why, you know, that game was lost and not won by the Dolphins. And I think you can use that same Evaluation technique Which I agree with Where you know You just talked about What those games Are mem- remembered for Meaning they are reduced To one moment And there shouldn't be I mean everybody forgets About the curse catch That bought, that dropped into his hands Off It went off his knee And dropped into his lap That gave him At the six yard line Like they didn't earn The position The field position To get down to the six yard line Like they got lucky So I mean You know luck is a huge part of the game But then it's not What creates a dynasty That lasts 20 years Nine Super Bowl appearances and six wins. And by the way, it could have easily been not... And here's here's what I will concede to your point, is that... It could have been nine wins just as easily as it could have been one win and eight losses. The only Super Bowl that the Patriots were never going to lose of all the nine that we went to was the first Eagles game, Super Bowl 39. That was the only game that I could have looked back and say, yeah, we didn't you know, didn't want to, we, we could have lost that game. There's no way that Andy Reid was going to beat us that day and Donovan McNabb and and uh, Tyrell Terrell Owens. Like we were, that is know, like arguably the
0: clock, the clock management
1: at the end. But uh,
0: but but I also just point out that they're like like if I think back through every Patriots, I'm not trying to shit on Brady. I'm just trying to make a point about like you know the weight we put on Brady Criteria. versus versus yeah. other people. I'm just saying if you look at every Super Bowl win, if you point to mm-hmm. the moment of the postseason or the playoffs that like is most remembered from each thing. It's oftentimes has nothing to do. It almost never has to do with Brady. It has. There's there's oh, the tuck dude, the two rule. there's two the minute rule against the Rams and there there, the, there's yeah. the, there's, the
1: there's the
0: there's the tuck rule. There's the there's the goal line stand versus the Raiders. There's um, there's there's uh, uh, <laughs>
1: there's the helmet catch there's the Helmet the catch the, the, the Manningham, Manningham catch. catch. Yes, the, this is the what happens the when you play in the season. this is this is what you happens Mid-Terry's, when you carries in nine Mid-Terry's Super Bowls kick and um, but but Josh, this is what happens when you play in nine Super Bowls and you win your division every year for twenty years. Like when you there's gonna be there's gonna be so many games that add up. Yeah, of I just I'm just
0: saying that very way more so Joe Montana is directly thought of for like the big moments of his four Super Bowl wins.
1: Right. And by like, the way, he had two blowouts. He had two two of those Super Bowl wins were blowouts. Um, and, two, and one of them one of them wasn't as close as it looks on paper. That was the the first Bengals game. I mean, the Niners had nasty defenses, dude. Ronnie too- Lott much- like they were.
0: Totally, totally. Listen, you don't get you won't get an argument from me. Like I feel like Marino is the best player on the field in his Super Bowl, but the 49ers were by far the better team. But at the same time, if you want to argue like comparisons with Jordan of football, it's like having four blowouts and four appearances mirrors a lot more. Six blowouts and six championship appearances. The Jordan had. Jordan never went to a game seven. That's right. Uh, I would say. I would say. Um, You know, Brady is much closer to LeBron really having to uh, really having to like fight for each one
1: and i would encourage all new englanders to, when they hear that to not give a fuck because i don't <laughs> care about the comparison between well, you didn't tom ask brady me if
0: i think you didn't ask me if i think
1: lebron or jordan's better um, oh well i'd be interested we can talk about that i mean i'd be interested in your opinion because you know a lot more about basketball than i do and i have a very high opinion of lebron james i and, and you know i have a very high opinion of jordan one thing in terms of perception because we're talking a lot about perception here we're not talking of, we're talking about what you know a, the larger Uh, The 30,000 foot view is, you know, you're reducing a lot of these games down to singular moments. And I'm not saying that you are actually doing that, but you're, you're saying that that's what most people do and what most people remember about these games and about these seasons. So as we get further and further away from this time, because we're kind of prisoners of the moment, I think you'll recognize that um, there, that, that in all those other sports compared to the NFL, the existence of. The competitive context of the salary cap makes uh, makes Brady's achievements much more much more impressive and unique. But it also has to include the excellence of the coaching staff and the organization. I mean, it's just they're not what you said the, earlier on is absolutely true. A comparison between Michael Jordan and Tom Brady is inherently unfair. You can't really make it. It's not a fair comparison. I'll because actually one- make
0: it. I'll actually make the comparison. I'll give you my answer on LeBron versus Jordan by making a comparison okay. between Montana, Brady, LeBron and Jordan. I think or or put it this way, I'd say I'd say this. I'd say Jordan, much like Tom Brady, is the perfect fit for the situation he's in. He's the they're the greatest player in of pressure. all time not on not even that just the greatest player of all time in the position they were put in on the teams they played on okay. i think that um much like jordan leaving the bulls not that jordan wasn't he he actually was shockingly great on the wizards they didn't even make the playoffs i think in those years he was there uh and i don't expect brady to be particularly amazing on tampa bay also you know older than like anyone playing ever um but i think that lebron is a better like will do more to make whatever team he's on better will take whatever team he's on further than uh than jordan would have been able to moving off of the situation he was in it was a perfect coach and a perfect team constructed around a perfect player for that system much like i think Brady is the perfect player with the perfect coach on the perfect team constructed around his skill set.
1: Whereas LeBron is more like Manning or whatever, where he floats around.
0: Where Manning or Mahomes, where it's just like their skills, like they are. No matter where they go, they are the thing that the team has to adjust to. And no matter where they are, the other team is playing to beat them. See, I very much feel like when you're playing the Patriots. You're more coaching against Belichick than you are coaching against Brady. But when teams would play Manning, you'd see very much the coaching was specifically coaching against Manning, including from Belichick. Remember of that course. fourth down? And, and, Remember that fourth down he went for? Fourth and two. Uh, fourth and 2
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't have gone he knew for that, that against another because player. He knew that, he was, yes, he knew that Manning was going to go down and get a touchdown. He needed to hold on to the ball. He didn't give it back because he didn't have confidence in his defense. Yeah, I mean, that's your... But that's actually, I think, a bigger statement about the flawed approach of those organizations that had Manning, that had LeBron, whereas, like, you know, they didn't need to pay Manning all that much. They could have had more money to invest in the offensive line or invest in the defense. And it's a 2 it, you know, the thing about football is it's two games going on at the same time, you know, the Patriots offense versus the Colts defense, and then the Colts offense versus the Patriots defense. So Brady's not on the field for half the game, you know, there's only so much he can do. Whereas Jordan... Whereas LeBron, they're on the court the whole time. So, I mean, it's just like, it's a fun comparison to talk about. But at the end of the day, the question isn't whether or not Tom Brady is Michael Jordan. The question is whether or not Michael Jordan is Tom Brady. And the only reason that we compare it the former way as opposed to the latter is because Jordan came first.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. To where people,
1: when Jordan was around, were people saying, is this the Joe Montana of the NBA? And that's another point that I want to make real quick uh, is that people don't remember this, but in the 1970s and 80s, college football was uh, very much more popular than uh, the NFL. The NFL didn't really get popular until once it got
0: to... No, once it got to... No, the Cowboys dynasty was the beginning. Once it got to the 84 season, when you had Elway Marino, when you had had those quarterbacks in there, no, that's I, not true. I,
1: the Miami, no, the Miami Hurricanes uh, and the Notre Dame rivalry. There was that was the biggest rivalry in sports at the time. And it, the NFL did not become have a broad appeal. You didn't start seeing these super stadiums until the mid 90s when they started the salary. Uh, I, cap. Think,
0: I think both I think both the NBA and the NFL had a boon in the 80s when you had the magic. No, the NBA did.
1: The Denver. NBA did not. Yeah, but you football. also had, you had, you had Marino, Elway. Uh, you thinking Montana. about it. You're not thinking about it in terms of the the numbers, man. I've done, I know what I'm talking about. The, the, in terms of the revenue I'll that was check generated. Check that out
0: later. I don't really give a shit about college. Sports. Well, it's, it's important a, because who, who wants
1: to watch not the best players? Uh, <laughs> well, in the uh, 1980s and not in, in early, in the 70s for, uh, as well, the, uh, you know, college football was, was thought of as, um, You know, I mean, I think also, too, what a contributing factor might have been, Josh, that those Super Bowls sucked. I mean, there was like one. I mean, if you go into the, I did. I've done a lot of research on the Super Bowls, and in the '20s, Super Bowls '20 through '30, right? There was only two good ones. There was '23 and there's '25. '23 was the Niners against the Bengals, where he, where Montana hit Taylor to win the game, and then '25 was when uh, Belichick had the defense for the Giants. Well, I beat actually think the, uh, I Bill. think
0: the interesting thing is, you know, if I were to make a comparison with Jordan, and and I know you'll 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 laugh and give me shit for this. But uh, I'd have to say, I'd have to say, like, pre-Scottie, Pippen, Michael Jordan, the closest thing there was was Marino. Jordan, Jordan's putting up 60 points versus the Celtics, but losing the game... Marino's throwing 45 points versus the Jets and losing the game. It's like, it's like if you're going to put the whole game on the back of one player, Marino's just a guy who never got his Scotty Pippen. I have
1: uh, tremendous respect for Dan Marino. I think he's one of the top 10 quarterbacks in NFL history. I think I've ranked him like seven or six. Or something I can't remember where, but I mean his use of the quick release is something that Brady used a lot in his in his NFL career. In fact, in Super Bowl 49 against the Seahawks, if you go and look at analysis of that game, Michael Bennett was coming off of the line of scrimmage so fast, and there was nothing the Patriots offensive line could do about it that they just ran quick passes for the entire fourth quarter because they knew that the pressure was coming. So Dan Marino did a lot to advance the game, and absolutely, you won't find a serious NFL fan who is a Patriots fan. Who won't look at Dan Marino as and say Dan? I wish I could have seen what he would have done in a good system with a good organization. But that's the nature of these of the, of these leagues. Is you've got 32 individual companies in the NFL that are basically part of a co-op. That is the NFL, which, you know, used to be a nonprofit, isn't a nonprofit anymore. But those how those organizations are run. Look at the Cleveland Browns. Like they they are such a poorly run or look at the the best example is the Dallas Cowboys. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. They have all the money in the world. They have the the biggest marketing machine in uh, the league. And they just chose what's his name from the who was the former coach of the Packers, Mike, whatever, um, to be their head coach. Uh, instead of like uh, Josh McDaniels, who's the offensive line coach for or, or, sorry, the offensive coordinator for the Patriots, who has been a head coach before or Soleil, who was the defensive coordinator for the Niners, very capable of becoming a good coach ho- coach. So it's comes a lot of these what we're talking about has to do with the piss poor decision making of the organizations themselves.
0: Uh, if I could have picked if, yes. in watching that that thing, I'll, like I'll, end up, I'll
1: I'll I'll leave it on this.
0: If yeah. I could have picked my choice for the best quarterback duel in watching all 10 of the ones they chose, I would have actually picked the number yeah. 10 duel between the Dolphins and New England Bledsoe versus Marino, the, uh, nine touchdown game. Yeah. Wild. You ever Great watch game. that old one on, uh, I have. On- I,
1: yeah, of course it's a classic, man. It's a classic. And that's the thing about like these young, younger kids, you know, I'm 35 about to be 36 next week. And, uh, it was just hail Mary
0: after hail Mary.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, and and there was that, when there was that dolphins chargers game, um, that, you know, that people were getting carted off from heat stroke or something like that. Right. With Dan Fouts, um, you know, way back when, like that's considered one of the greatest games in NFL history. So there have been all these,
0: you know. The most upsetting Dolphins playoff loss was to the Chargers, where Marino threw three touchdowns, no interceptions, drove the ball down to the Uh, 48-yard line, or drove the ball down to make a 48-field goal for um, their kicker at the time. It was like the best kicker in the NFL. And he missed it? Misses it. So that was
1: how the Chargers got to the Super Bowl, where uh, Steve Young destroyed yeah. them with like six should have been pass.
0: should have been a rematch between Marino. that and would Steve have been Jones.
1: fun oh, Yeah, look i mean dude Turned like we don't we don't have like pats fans and i think i really do think that we've kind of grown up stojanovic guys. stojanovic was stojanovic right, was, right. So that was, that
0: was he's the real he's the real uh he's the real laces out <laughs> oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. He's, uh, real, Finkel. Uh, yeah. he's the real Ray
1: Finkel. He's the real Ray Finkel. You, uh,
0: like like I think that season two, he was like perfect the entire season in uh, in field goals and is like long with 60 yards and uh, had to kick the 48 yarder with the pressure on. Take him, take him to the promised land.
1: But there you go. I mean, look at John Elway versus the Atlanta Falcons in his second Super Bowl. It should have been the Broncos versus the Vikings with Randy Moss and Dante Culpepper. But, you know, that one kicker, I forget his name, missed the kick at the end. You know, to 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 uh, to win the game, and he had missed all year. So you know, we can do play this game until the cows come home about what would have happened if people hadn't made mistakes. This is the tragedy of you high need, level you need, sports. You this need is the an, of high you need level an Adam
0: Vinatieri, not just a Tom
1: Brady. Right. Exactly, but but that's why the comparison between Jordan or even LeBron and any of these quarterbacks isn't really fair in terms of like cultural placement. Sure, you want to like talk about where they you know where they're located within like Americana fine but if if for serious sports fans i don't think they care about comparing marino and brady like any any i want but
0: but people probably care more about manning versus brady and i would say this i would say I, here, no I'll, give, I'll give you i'll I'll give you this i'll give you this i would say very much the manning brady like uh rivalry i'd say mirrors more of like the Cavaliers um uh Golden State. I feel like you have you have you have Brady who's usually had almost always had the much superior team. superior team around him. The better coach. And you've had and you've had Manning who's had who has the greater skill set.
1: <laughs> um I think that's uh I think that that analysis was true uh when Brady was younger in the first half of his career, but uh with the with the big plays that he's made in big games, um, for example, the Kansas City Chiefs AFC Championship game the year before this season, right? Um, when they when that game went to overtime, people always complain like, "Oh, well, the Pats just won the coin toss and they had the ball first, and they went down and scored the touchdown. The Chiefs didn't even get the their chance." Yeah, that's true. But there were three third down conversions uh, that took place in that drive that were not easy. They were third and eight. Yeah, there or was more. also there
0: was also and this is and this is a mistake on the chiefs but there was also a huge big time interception brady yeah, threw that default. wasn't the result that wasn't the re- the interception wasn't caused by the offsides it doesn't matter. but uh but he got it you got the luck you yeah. get the luck of
1: hey the, dude of the, the tuck moment. rule was lucky i'm you're not going to like this is what i'm talking about with pats fans is you, we're not like just the mass holes like in your face, i'm just saying i'm, I'm just saying
0: i'm just saying i'm just saying that like that like Brady gets remembered far more for being clutch in a game where he threw the game away minus a very lucky uh, mistake on the part of the defense that saved that saved the moment where he became the uh, other term for goat of the game um,
1: sure and that has to do with the what you're talking what you're calling for and i think rightfully so is a comprehensive understanding of these games and why they played out the way that they did but don't get here's me wrong a, i'm not trying point, i'm not trying to here's say a point i'm not trying to say
0: brady's not great he's definitely top 10 he's quarterbacks of all time great. i probably have top him around ten. i probably have him around number seven
1: um uh, <laughs> all right so next episode we're doing a top 10 quarterback comparison all right, and we're gonna maybe bring in Alex Gilman on this one because he's got some data to to talk about too. But one, the statistic that you're not uh, that nobody ever talks about when comparing Montana and Brady is games played. Uh, Montana only had about 166. A big reason there was one postseason where uh, Montana didn't even play until the Super Bowl. Steve Young. That's why they got Steve Young on the Niners was because Montana was so injury prone. Brady missed one season due to a torn ACL. Other than that, he has been very durable, and that is accomplishment if he plays if he plays field. in the bucks if he plays for the bucks for two more years then he will surpass um Favre in terms of games played and that's that's an un that's an underappreciated element the biggest point Brock, that you can make as a
0: how how old was Favre when he retired uh i don't know i'd have to look
1: really brady's right not past Favre in games no, played no it's not he's about he's about two seasons behind when did farve retire 2010 so he was uh, let's see he's 50 now so he's uh, so he 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 retired when he was 40. But he had, he started from this time that he was in the league. He started from the time when he was drafted, I think. I think he started as a rookie cuz that guy he, he got injured came, anyway. He came, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, um you know, look, at the end of the day like what we all these conversations are really fun, um but the one oh yeah, the thing that I wanted to say about Montana, like with you know that mistake that you just uh, pointed out at the Chiefs game, right? That we kind of got lucky. The interception happened. D. 4 got called for offsides. It was negated. Like that happened with Montana too. There was a, that Giants loss where they could have gone for the three p. That was Montana's fault that they lost that game. Actually, um, there were moments that he there were opportunities that Montana had to beat Belichick and Parcells Giants defense, but they didn't. And it's that's never held against him. It's like this idea of. I just don't think you can ever – it kind of comes down to one intellectual pivot point is can you hold it against someone that they lost a Super Bowl? Do you think that – Going to a Super Bowl and losing. I don't losing. hold it
0: against LeBron oh, that he lost. That he lost. Right. Uh, other than okay. other than the let me, Dallas let me complete one. Complete
1: the question. Let me complete the question. Just because I think the way you phrase the question is really important. Do you hold it against a player when he goes to a championship game and loses, or doesn't even make it to the championship game? Which is the greater accomplishment? Which does more damage or improves the legacy of that player more? I would argue it's pretty obvious that going to a championship game and losing is a greater accomplishment than not even getting there. Okay. I agree. Marino, Marino got to what? He got to two Super Bowls or just one? Just one, right? Yeah, just one. But at, because I'm an educated NFL fan, I respect the hell out of Dan Marino. Hell out of Dan Marino. He he changed the position. He changed the position. And he did it. And here's the point that maybe you didn't mention, but you, you almost usually do, is the rules were different. It was a different game. It wasn't as much of a passing offense back in those days. All the rules have been adjusted now to to make the game more of a uh, passing product. Uh, so, you know, it's like these are all fun conversations. But at the end of the day, like you, I, insofar as
0: in I look the big forward to the future.
1: Mattered, I look yeah. forward
0: to the future of sports. Well, we're able to clone the players from different eras. And then we have the clone leagues where we get to see how all the (laughs) greatest would have played with each other. This is my idea. Listen, patented right here. The clone leagues. We take the genetics of the greatest players of all time, clone them, make them slaves in a clone sports uh, country, maybe Antarctica or something, once it all melts. And then so, in so. on that continent, we force them to play each other in, like, clone sports slavery. Oh. Uh, well, you know, only the white players. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, don't, we can't—they they won't be slaves. But uh, we have a clone leagues where we clone the greatest players of each era, and they— play each other so we could answer all these questions once and for all. How would Marino have done in a Belichick system with modern rules? How would Brady have done on the Colts during Manning's time? You know, mm-hmm. what, what would have happened had we had we changed things up, answer all these questions?
1: Well, there are moments, and I think it, with Manning in particular, Super Bowl 48 as well as Super Bowl 44 against the Saints, there were big moments that Manning did lose those games. Um, especially Super Bowl 44, more explicitly, you know, with the pick six to, I think, Tracy Porter. Uh, that was, you know, sure, he was but at the same the time,
0: I, I, I give Sean Payton even more credit for crafting Calling a game a- plan to put manning
1: off of his game and do you uh, understand that that's a diff that's intellectually defensive that you're doing that to defend manning because in that moment manning had all the power he had all the power to drive down the field and tie up the game and preserve his team's ability to win the game and similarly in super bowl 48 but unfortunately
0: unfortunately unfortunately for manning nobody jumped off sides when he threw that pick six (laughs)
1: uh, <laughs> hey Brady, look. Uh, I mean Brady. Brady's had his moments, but there's nothing been ever been that explicit. There's never been a moment where like he's thrown a pick six to cost uh, the team a Super Bowl. In both Super Bowls, forty two, forty six, and fifty two, the game, the three Super Bowls that he lost, he got his team the lead in, in the last two minutes of the game. And the same can't be said well, about definitely.
0: Manny definitely nobody is listening to this podcast anymore it's it's gone on for way too long we've talked about one thing which we can't sure help talk watching. about every time uh <laughs> <laughs> but up, uh, i'll be sure to i'll be sure to recut this to make all my points strong and, and oh nice, uh, <laughs> nice cool.
1: and i'll put it on my i'll put the original version on my podcast so everybody uh, can see the real deal uh, anyway, I mean, this stuff never anyway, gets, it never gets, it's never tiring it's, to talk about. Fun, I mean,
0: it's always fun to talk about. Maybe in the future, you know, enough athletes will survive. Uh, this current apocalypse, in order for there to continue to be sports or oh, someone so. to listen to this podcast and start my ideal clone league that I've been um,
1: really hyped into. Oh, the clone league, dude, let's do it. But I want to round out the maybe because we're wrapping up here, I do want to round out the conversation with one point that we started with, in which the, is in that, the clone leagues,
0: in the clone <laughs> leagues, what you have to do is you not only have to clone the players, but then you have to set up. Uh, their entire life to play right. out exactly yes. the same. So you have to hire actors to work and to be their parents, right. like like the, that mirror that. And then you cool. got to mirror. Right. You have to create all these like Russian, you know, uh, the boxes, like you know, you know, you know how like Russian spies create like American household lifestyles oh, for. Right. The-
1: Bios to grow right. up
0: in, so that they that, can wo- that movie in.
1: with Kevin Costner, that movie yeah, yeah, Kevin yeah, Costner. Yeah, yeah, we
0: got to create that. No way like, out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's like, but it's like Pittsburgh, but it's like Pittsburgh in Russia somewhere, and which is a lot like Pittsburgh. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then they're raised by like working class blue collar family, and then they die. Uh, the parents die at like whatever point the parents die. Create the exact trajectory so that the clone leagues work. But I'm I'm right, into man. this. I'm gonna.
1: And then I'm we'll mad. get all the answers to all of your questions. But all notice the answers how to all the notice how much. More- Notice how much more fun these nostalgic conversations are because of dominant teams. The team yeah. the leagues where they have carousel championships or carousel champions, it it's not as memorable. It's not as impactful on society at large. It's when the dominant teams consistently win year in and year out, not necessarily a championship every year. But you know, I mean, the the even though we had a shitty season this year, we were still there. We still were in the playoffs. And we got and beat sir. by a, a very a team that was playing really well, again, led by a coach who understood. Our system. One real anecdote, real quick. Mike Mike Vrabel, who was uh, a huge part of the Patriots' first three Super Bowls, um, who's coaching the Titans. They asked him in a media interview leading up to that game. They said, "Mike, can you define the Patriot way as you see it?" And he was like, "Yeah, isn't that the uh, road that goes by the movie theater?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just didn't, didn't engage any of it because, you know, there is something to be said, like the Yankees had that effect. They intimidate their opponents. They don't get the best, uh, you know, out, uh, against their opponents. And that's why if you look back at the Pats, the Giants and the Ravens are the two teams that showed up and weren't intimidated and ga- and, made, and gave us the best run for our money. And I respect the hell out of them for it. I, res- I love Eli Manning. I think it's a great thing. In the history of the NFL, that Eli Manning, the obviously the less gifted, less talented member of the Manning family, has the equal number of Super Bowls as Peyton does, and but unlike an Peyton, second, but
0: not an equal number of appearances.
1: Right. Oh, so appearances matter now. Oh, so uh, appearances. I did. Matter now. I said. I said they did. Okay, I said they did. Okay. I just want to make sure. Just want to make sure because uh, a lot of people I don't s- think appearances matter. They really did.
0: I think uh, you know. I, I like to point out that um, Peyton Manning is the only quarterback to win two Super Bowls on two separate teams and go to four Super Bowls under four separate head coaches.
1: Right, but that last Super Bowl that he won, he was not a reason that they won, and he threw two interceptions.
0: But he played, but he, you know what? He threw two interceptions in Super Bowl 50. He threw two two interceptions, but he didn't lose the game, and he also outplayed Brady by doing less in the game they beat the Patriots to get there.
1: Well they were a better team. They had an incredible defense. That was an historically good defense. Wade he Phillips let, and he Vaughn. Let
0: the, he you know what? I don't I don't know, I don't know if they would have won the Super Bowl though had they let Brock Osweiler be the, be the quarterback
1: for those games. I was Manning. hoping they were going to put Brock Osweiler in but they didn't. No, that was an experience game. That was, you know, Cam Newton and the Spoel was very similar to 51 where knew, in the Falcons I,
0: Well, no, I I knew I knew I knew the Broncos were going to win because I actually thought of it more along the lines of Broncos Seahawks, where I thought Cam, who had such an exceptional season as the quarterback was going to come in and feel like it was on his shoulders to do too much against a better defense. Right. Whereas whereas Brady, whereas Manning, I figured was going to game manage
1: more along the lines of the way Wilson did. And there you go. So that's what Brady doesn't do. That maybe he's a little bit frustrating, or uh, is a little bit uh, supportive for critics of his, where he played within the limitations of the team that he was playing against. And I think I would really encourage you to go back and check out the end of Super Bowl Forty Nine because the drives uh, that he put together, absolutely. the drives that he put together at at the end of Super Bowl Forty Nine were nothing short of legendary. The two greatest Super Bowls, both of the greatest Super Bowl comebacks. In NFL history, belong to Tom Brady. Although, here you go, you can say this, Mahomes tied him this year because Mahomes was behind by 10 and came back and won this year. So Mahomes and Brady are the only quarterbacks in NFL history with 10-plus point comebacks in Super Bowls.
0: All right. Well, listen. On that note, we gotta okay. we gotta wrap this up. Yeah, man. It's my longest episode yet. It's nice. been about one thing that has nothing to do with our quarantines, although a little. No, bit we covered sports. a lot of ground. Sports are know. gone, and this. Yeah, we covered a lot. This this hopefully fulfilled uh, the five of my listeners' desire to hear some sports <laughs> content what they've been missing. Uh, well, I'll, the, the I'll blast it point. out the Mind Network, and you'll hopefully hope, get some. I hope. I hope this problem. all wraps up. Uh, soon but in a responsible way and that we can get sports back out there because I miss it. I'm looking forward to the end of the NFL season the beginning of the MLB season and uh, next year's NFL season. So uh, thanks everybody for checking us out and uh, tune in tomorrow for another
1: episode of Quarantine. Anything you want to promote before we go? Uh no not not right check out my podcast your daily dose of Dieter McBusiness that's D E T R M C B I Z N E S S thanks very much and let's talk let's do it again you'll bring
0: cash money back
1: soon Uh, yeah cash money the subgroup yep absolutely all right thanks Thanks for having me Josh thanks for doing it bye.